Welcome to the Mesmerizing Marketing Podcast, where we take a deep dive into the latest marketing trends, tools, and tips, and provide you with the top resources you need to thrive and make your marketing mesmerizing. And now, here's your host, Dimple Dang. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Mesmerizing Marketing. And today I'm super excited to be here with Ching with Jewel Media. And she is an amazing, amazing content creator. She's got her own YouTube channel. She just made her own film that she's going to be telling us about. And we're actually going to be talking about how you can use your iPhone to create amazing, high quality content and even film an entire movie using your iPhone. So for all you people that are trying to create YouTube shorts and Instagram reels and TikTok reels, and maybe even creating a film on a budget, you want to tune in today because that's what we're going to be talking about. So welcome, Cheng. Tell us a little bit more about yourself for the audience. Hey, thank you, Dimbo. Thank you for ha- ha- having me. And yeah, I am Ching Chengju. Chinese name is Chen Qing. I was born in Shanghai and came to this country 30-some years ago. So I've been in this country for a long time. And I was trained as a classical violist. So I play violin viola professionally for more than 20 years. Now I am a content creator, filmmaker, and I made lots and lots of videos for the last, I would say, 10, 15 years. I have like 900 videos on YouTube channel. Oh my God, that's impressive. So I have to ask you about your very first video because I recently just uploaded my first video today on YouTube and started a YouTube channel finally. And now I'm actually really excited about it. But when you uploaded and you created your first piece of content, What was going through your mind? Were you nervous? Tell us how like your emotions were feeling and how that whole process. Oh, thank you. Thank you. That's a good question. Congratulations, by the way, you have your first YouTube, you know, video. Everything starts first, right? I'm sure you're going to grow really quickly and you're, you know, super, super techie and (laughs) content creator yourself and my situation is very different from you i started in 2009 that's a long time ago i just used youtube as a hub for my work for sharing my video works so at the beginning was just to share with my family my mom you know and then later on i work for someone else someone asked me to video their concert i do a lot of music at the beginning and where do I give it to them? I'm not going to send them the file. It's too big. So I just put it on YouTube and then they can see it. So so that was the motivation at the very beginning and wasn't really thinking about anything about content creating or monetization. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's a, it's a different era. Yeah. Yeah. So you did it as like a fun project and something fun as a place to showcase your music initially. And now it's turned into 900. You said 900 videos, right? Yes. Wow. Wow. Well, congratulations on that. That is definitely impressive because, you know, I'm sure there's just like many podcasters start a podcast and then they stop. Many YouTubers start YouTube channels as well. And they just, you know, they don't continue because it is a lot of hard work. And when it comes to creating content and filming content and just knowing how to edit it, I mean, it is, it is time consuming. And I think that as content creators, people have to find ways to shortcut, you know, what their process is. 
And I know that you are a pro at teaching other people and also yourself using, you know, an iPhone to create amazing content. You just recently created a movie you were telling me about, you know, a short film using your iPhone. So I'd love to hear, you know, about the movie, like, what is it about? How did you create it? What was your inspiration? So if you can tell us more. Thank you. Thank you for your question, Dimbo. I started to use iPhone a while ago. I remember it was 2015, I think. That was an iPhone. Before even that, yeah. I started iPhone 4, then iPhone 6. I was watching some of my video actually just two days ago. That was created in 2015. So the reason I like it is because it's always on my in my pocket. The iPhone is always with me. I'm not always carrying a big camera. And I do actually have been filming with regular uh, camcorders for the last uh, however years, I would say more than 20 years. So I don't want to give people a false impression that I just started to grab an iPhone and just create movies. You know, I know how to shoot. I actually went to NYU to study film and for a short course, not a four-year course. So anyhow, yeah, and my biggest break uh, through is that 2017, I went to Washington, D.C. by myself, and then I shot a women's march on um, 2017 with iPhone, I believe, 7. So that was the first time I tasted that I can do a short film by myself, just by myself with a selfie. So I can raise the selfie and then shoot far away scenes. Yeah. So I made a short film, about 20 minutes, I believe. Yeah. And later on, I just, everywhere I go, I have my iPhone. And so I keep you know, shooting events. So the movie, the late latest sort of work, it's called My Yangan Diary. It is a movement I follow for a whole year with my iPhone 11, actually. And it wasn't even, it, it was not even intentionally I want to make a documentary. It was just like I was making videos one after another. And then after the movement was a so-called you know, suspended, you know, and then I look at like 200 hours of video footage shot on iPhone. I said, what do I do with it? That was during the pandemic, pandemic starts. So I started to think and just think for a long time for two or three months. I didn't do anything. And eventually I started to edit all of those. And so now the film is 90 minutes and you can watch it on Amazon Prime. And main takeaway of that is because it's so small, I'm able to follow the movement for 12 different cities in the United States by myself, voluntarily. No one pays me, you know. So it's because the accessibility. Also, when you use a smartphone, a smartphone or iPhone 11, right? I can only speak for iPhone 11, 12, 13. I don't have 13, but I have 14. The audio quality is so good. You can almost get away without using an external microphone, almost, okay? Mm. But I did use microphone when I sit down with people, interview them. So I must interview 50 to 70 people during a whole year. That's amazing. All with the iPhone. I mean, I tell you the iPhone, I'm, I'm a Mac girl. I'm an iPhone girl all the way. And it's definitely my favorite. And I mean, I use it a lot of times to create a lot of content and videos and film. And yes, the audio quality is amazing. Even though I have one of those external microphones that you can clip on, 
even without it, it's just pretty amazing. Thanks for sharing with the audience about your movie. That's exciting. I'm definitely going to be linking it for everyone in the show notes and in the YouTube notes as well. And, you know, let's talk a little bit about using the iPhone to actually create quality content. I know that there's different settings that an iPhone has that a lot of people are not familiar with. And they can actually update these settings to to make sure that their quality of their content creation and recording is really, really good. So maybe you can share some of the settings that you would recommend someone use before they start recording. Yeah, very good. Very good. So the good thing about iPhone, they're getting better and better all the time. I set my, I don't know if you can see, I set my camera. You go all the way. Okay. First of all, you will click on setting on your phone. Okay. And then you go all the way to camera. Yeah. It goes after photo is camera. And then on the camera, you can do record video. I do 4K at 24 FPS. Yeah. And in there, you can have many choices. 720 HD, that's standard HD. And then 1080 high definition. Yeah. And then you have 1080 high definition at 60. Yeah. 60 FPS and then 4K at 24. I like 24 because it looks more like a film, film look. If you want a clean look, if you want to look like a video. So, Ching, for the audience, like Ching, can you tell us, like, when you say film look, what is a film look for people that don't know? The film look is like, because it's, it's every minute is 24 frame, right? And so it is a little less than 30, right? 30 is more tight. Yeah. Every second, I would say. So per second. And so 30 would be more and then it looks more like a video and when you have a 20 20 is a little slower a little lagging little look like a film feeling yeah because 30 is more digital think about that digital yeah and then 24 is more like little less, but more. I don't know how to really describe. So yeah. The quality, it gives it that cinematic look is what you're saying. Yeah. It's like a cinematic yeah. look. Yeah. Okay. It looks older look, I think also older because if, when you look at the film was shot on film, it has different flavor. Love that. Thank you. And so when someone's using their phone, is there any particular apps that they should record in or they should edit in? What are some of your favorite apps on the on the iPhone to use for creating content? I think if you don't, uh, if you just start it, right, you don't really need any app. If you're already seasoned players, uh, a film filmmaker, you can use a film Mac Pro, which has a lot of whistles and bells and it's really you know, very favorable by many filmmakers. When I did my Young Gun Diary, I did not use any extra software. But I have to say, I must have made, I don't really know how to calculate it. Since 2016 to now, I probably made two, 300 different videos. They are all edited on iMovie. So that's something I would recommend people utilize iMovie because iMovie is a free app come with the iPhone. And it is a little bit primitive compared to like say Premiere or Final Cut Pro or even DaVinci, but it's enough for you, 
for most of us to tell a story. Okay, I'm not saying making an entire film with iMovie editing, but for video, yeah, for videos, it's good enough, and it's very intuitive. It's very easy to learn. Yeah, so I would sh go out to shoot right a protest. I'm very. I'm a New York、uh, city based, and I also have a credential that I can go to all these events with my credential, and then just going. So I shoot lots of a pro protest and rallies, and so I I need to deliver these things quicker, right? So I will just sit in a coffee shop afterwards. I just use my finger to edit, and I could do it so quickly in about an hour or two later, a video is born. Because if I bring the whole thing to my home and you know upload to my computer using Final Cut, it's gonna be take much longer for me to finish my work. Yeah, so I really love yeah iMovie. Yeah, I've actually used iMovie, you know, for many years to edit videos, and but I've always used it on my desktop. I've never actually. Tried it on the on the iPhone, but you're saying you will even sit in a coffee shop afterwards directly. You'll pull out, you know, you'll pull out your phone, right? Here's my phone. You'll pull it out, and you'll just like sit there and edit, edit, edit. I mean, that's that's amazing, because it's not really. And I think for people sometimes like it's harder to edit on a phone. For sometimes for me, like I like to edit on my computer because I feel like it's easier to see everything and the little icons and everything. So like for example. I like to use Descript, you know, to edit videos for my podcast and even for creating short form content, like for my Amazon Live content videos. I use Descript, but I also use one called Veed, V E E D, which is also really great, you know, for the computer. But I think the iPhone is so powerful nowadays. I mean, there's a lot of people, Ching. Maybe they don't even have a computer or they're on a budget. But being on a budget doesn't mean that they shouldn't be able to create content as well, right? They they should have the same ability to share their creativity and what they believe and their values and what they're trying to create with the world, you know, with their phone. And the phone is magical. And every year the new iPhone comes out, it just gets better and better and better. And the quality of like even like shooting photos, right, for your phone. When I shoot photos on the iPhone and I put it in portrait mode. They look so beautiful. They don't really even need to be edited. The lighting, everything is fixed, and people don't realize too. You can now. I was watching a video. You can preset like different filter, like you want more like warmth or cool. That it will just already be set. So, what about for you know once they have the movie right? But let's say that the lighting it was a cloudy day or the lighting wasn't that good. What are some recommendations on editing to make it really? Pop and stand out. What are some extra things that you will you will do to the editing? Okay, so lighting also has to do with the texture, the color. Also, in my case, I when I go out by myself, I don't have a crew, so I just use natural light. Since I'm go back to talking about the my younger diary one more time is because it's so long a period of shooting. I'm now shooting for one day or three hours. This is about a whole year of you know going to different cities. So I have much better choices. If it's not too good, then I just don't use it, right? Because I I don't put every single content in because the movie is going to be last twelve hours. So in general. iPhone is 
very good in natural light. And also, I re- realized when I shot in the nighttime, I did not have any extra equipment to to do anything. So I was able to. You can feel the night shot. You can feel the the shot in a room which does not have perfect lighting. So everything is pretty much organically. What you see is what you get. So, but certain things when I do final, what do you call editing, right? I do have to make sure all the transitions. Are working well because from one scene to another, there needs to be a reason why this thing has to go follow this. And then sometimes you need to make the transition really smooth. And lighting is a part of it. Storytelling is a part of it. And a lot of time you can cover up with audio if you have very good audio. Yeah, that's including like you can use music to cover up. The transition part, yeah. So to answer your question about lighting, I didn't really have a too much a problem because if you try to make, say, if there's an interview, right, the interview person's face doesn't have enough light, you could in the software which I use Final Cut Pro 10, you can make it brighter, but there's a limit. You can cannot really make it like 100% to the degree you want. It will become very unnatural. So. So it's very important to actually do it right at the first time, and not depend on the later tweak. Yeah. So the whole film actually did not have any what do you call color correction either, and because I asked some filmmakers on Clubhouse, I said, "Can you watch my film? Do I need a color correction?"、Mm-hmm. And three, four people come back say, "No, you don't need it." Isn't that amazing? They say like it looks. That、good. is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's about also knowing how to film, you know, because there's an art and science of how to film, how to hold the camera, what are the angles, what position are you in, like, do you shoot from higher up, do you shoot from lower, and it's about knowing all those all those tricks when it comes to filming. That's that's so important, and a lot of people, you know, even if it's like it's how you're holding your camera. For example, when you're holding your camera, right, and let's say that I am taking videos of food, well, the lens is here. But if I'm going to take that, I actually I might usually you're supposed to turn it upside down, and then you can film like your food that you're filming, and you get a much better, more realistic, like very you know cool kind of effect. You watch some of these videos on you know Instagram, they come up sometimes about how to film with your iPhone and stuff. So those tips, but I just noticed like it's the littlest thing; it can make such a big difference in everything. And and then, what's your thoughts on incorporating music into like YouTube videos? Do you think that it should be in like what's your thoughts about like for example this podcast that we're recording right now? Do you think we should be adding music to the background to the entire thing, or do you think it's better without music? What are your thoughts and why? Oh, podcast! I'm not sure adding music. What what I do is I've been doing a YouTube live interview for. Two hundred thirty times since pandemic started, and what I do is I do not have music simultaneously when I'm talking. And I would say, if Dimple, you are you have a recording out there, I say, okay, let's can we you know hearing your recording, and we will silent, we're not talking, and then we'll play your music. Now Streamyard, I know you're not crazy about it. Streamyard does have a problem of showing music because the music sound coming from the Podcast through YouTube has this very 
you know, tinging noise. And so, yeah, I don't know about your platform, you know, the Riverside. So StreamYard, I hesitate when I play my violin on my podcast. It doesn't sound mm -hmm. great. It's okay. It's only okay. So to answer your question, yeah, I wouldn't have music simultaneously, you know, with the talker. Probably can you can feature someone. I also, can you feature someone's video over here when you're doing this? Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. If you, want, if you have like, if you have a clip, right, of yeah. the movie or clips that you can send me, we can, because yeah. when I edit this, we can actually add it oh. into the video to show people a clip of your movie or Actually, right now, you can, if you have a clip on yeah. your screen, you can share your screen. Why don't you do that and show us? Really? That's my, so this is my YouTube channel. The first thing is the trailer. Yeah, that's just the one. I cut my film into 11 parts and then every week I put one part on it. Even it is on Amazon Prime or on Tubi. And I'm just like, oh, it's already out, right? I mean, I'm not making a lot of money anyway. So I, why don't I just share on YouTube, you know? That's great. That's great. That's impressive. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah. And look, I can tell you what, how I did this is I have two phones. One is iPhone 11 that the time is a newer phone. And then I kept iPhone 10. So this must be shot with iPhone 10. I set iPhone 10 on my dashboard inside my car. So everywhere I go, I always have two phones ready. One is shooting outside. One is shooting people in the car because I often am the Uber driver of the movement. Oh, wow. And what did you use to put your phone on in the car? Is there some, something you recommend people can get to, to do that with? Yeah, <laughs> okay. but you need to find one that is stabilized on the dashboard. Make sure your camera is this way, right? So the, the thing yeah. is right here. And because if you just have to look around, otherwise it will be your camera will be on the way, you know? So mm -hmm. you have to play around and it's actually, this is iPhone 14, right? So th yeah. the smaller phone, the better. iPhone 14 to me is already a little too big for mounting on the phone. And here is the iPhone 11, okay? iPhone 11 is a little less, it's actually almost same, but it's, it's a less thick, less heavy. So you have to consider yeah. that. That's actually easier to mount on on your car okay sure so, so every little thing counts and then at the time i was mounting my iphone 10 probably even even thinner or smaller okay so this is an excerpt of my young gun diary and i just want to show you we're driving i put my one of my phone iphone 10 and at the dashboard inside the car and shooting facing outside and then in the same time, I can shoot other people either inside the car or outside the car. So we are in, this is we're in Iowa, Iowa City. And it's, I think, a three degrees, very cold. This guy is shaking his warmer, hand warmer. It's like a chemical thing you shake around. So now they're yeah. inside the car. So I, I shoot with another camera. It must be iPhone 11. Yeah. So just to explain how I, how these shot. And this is a sit down interview that I had a tripod. So I think I had a tripod. If you don't see my moving around. Yeah. A lot of time I do not use tripod. A lot of time I just interview people holding my camera. And this interview was really long. Actually, it's very 
articulate. Now they should have a tripod though, because I feel like if they're holding their phone, it's going to be shaky and it's it's not going to be stable because mo maybe you're experienced at holding it, right? But most people they're going to go like this. Yeah, yeah. I think having a tripod is a good thing, especially when you're going to shoot, say, a long interview when you're sitting down with someone. Okay. And this is what yeah, I was absolutely. Yeah. So this is what I'm talking about. I fell down. He was driving, and me to Walgreens to fix me because I had an accident. This is the part six of my film, and and oh and, no, you fell down yeah. in reality. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah, I fell down. All of these are natural light, no extra light. So go back to your question about. Tripod tri having a tripod yeah. is very good thing, even if you don't use it. One thing is called rig R I G, where you can put a camera in. I'll add a photo of a rig because yeah, and I can link some products from、yeah. Amazon to people want to get a tripod because I have so many tripods. I can recommend some that are good and ring lights and things like that. But、yeah. the phone itself, so you know the the phone that you're using in terms of let's talk a little bit about too, like for people who create a lot of content on their phone. How do you recommend that they don't use up all their storage? Because I know for me, I get cloud storage,、mm -hmm. and then that allows me to, you know, expand my storage because it goes into the cloud, and it just—I think it's like a little bit extra amount, a couple of dollars only. What recommendations do you have, Ching, for, you know, offloading content and also keeping the content organized when you are trying to piece it all together? <laughs> Very good question. Very good question. When you have a So device iPhone, they give you five gigabyte free iCloud. That is very easy to use up. So I would recommend to increase your iCloud capacity. You can pay two ninety nine for I think a two hundred gigabyte, and I pay nine ninety nine a month. So I have two terabyte space with iCloud, and. It is very important for me because I worry about if what if my phone goes into a ditch before I go back to my, you know, desktop to upload all the footage. So I don't want to have that kind of risk. So I get ten dollars a month. Now, also on your phone, depending when you buy a phone, you have an option to buy sixty-four gigabyte storage or one hundred twenty. Eight gigabyte or five hundred, whatever, and now one terabyte. So try to get a bigger one if you can afford. If you use a lot of filming on your phone, so I would recommend not to be cheap. Not get a sixty-four is too small. Yeah, to be a videographer, how to organize it? One thing is that I I am not a the best person to say that because I'm a hoarder. Like I don't let go of my footage. <laughs> I want everything. I was always thinking, like, what if I need that? What if? So, but you need to be very organized. Get rid of things you definitely don't think you need it because you gonna eventually always you have to look back at your footage. You're gonna spend time. So every time, if you can just delete it and saves your time to look at it again. So that's one principle. The other、yeah. is, yeah, the other is part of the reason I left myself eight thousand videos. Still, I got rid of a lot, 
right now I still have 8,000 videos on my phone is because I like to know I may need to edit on my phone, right? So if you do not add on your phone and you can just sync with your photo, which when you have, a, I think you have a computer and goes to photo. And then if you really want to save space, you drag the whole thing. For instance, if you shoot a graduation, let's just as hypothetical say you shoot a graduation for one hour or one hour you shoot, you used, I don't know, you shoot five gigabyte of stuff. Then you just take all of these in, drag it out into external hard drive. So they're there. Hopefully you label them clearly and then they're not in your phone. Yeah. They're not using your space. Yeah, exactly. And I was trying to show my, my drive. I have a, I have a drive that I, you know, put extra content on but it's plugged in so i couldn't unplug it but yeah you can get one of these drives from like costco or from amazon i'll link some in the notes for people but i mean it's super easy to take that and then you know it has a ton of storage you can take the videos and even photos from your desktop or anywhere and you can offload them there so that if you do ever do need them in the future you have them but mm -hmm. they don't all have to be sitting on your desktop because when your desktop gets full it's going to slow your computer down and then, you know, it doesn't perform as well. It takes longer to like edit content, download videos, all that. So that's what I would recommend. So we talked about a couple of things, Shang. We talked about your movie. We talked about creating content in terms of using iMovie. We talked about like lighting a little bit and things like that. What other tips can you give to our audience about, you know, creating content on their iPhone for someone who they do want to edit, but maybe they don't want to use iMovie. It's too hard for them. What are some simpler tools that you can recommend? Like, let's say they're making Instagram reels and TikTok and YouTube shorts. Oh, okay. Yeah, the, these now, these short things, you can just filming yourself for 50 seconds and then you can drag the video and I do YouTube shorts and I do, yeah, I did for a couple of months and, and I have, I only talk about music, but you can drag the video into the YouTube and then you can just use your finger to shorten the length. For shorts, I would say sweet spot, maybe 15, 20 seconds is good. And you, you don't, one thing is you don't want to have an end. You do not need to have a beginning, middle, or end. You have to go pretty much just from beginning and no end and then go back, let them. So so the point is you want your audience to go back to watch it again and again. Like a looping yeah, effect, looping, right? Right. Looping. So you don't so I try mm -hmm. like to make music. I try not to like end my phrase. People just gonna end, you know. But anyway, now I think all uh, platforms has their own way you can editing like Instagram you can drag in to edit some easier some more work and you can also uh, if it's a short clip you can edit on your phone you just go into edit and then you can chop it off if you shoot something too long two minutes you only wanted the first 40 seconds you should just do that at your phone first and then get rid of the long one yeah, and keep the short one. And TikTok, same thing. TikTok actually has a very, very good feature, what do you call, editing your video. And you can add also some kind of a, what do you call? Filter. Brighter. Yeah, filter, filter, right. A right, filter. Right. Yeah, filter. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. But I wanted to yeah. emphasize one thing is probably a lot of people know this. If there's no audio, there will be no video. So be very, very careful. Make sure your audio is good. Now, 
we'll talk about, right? iPhone has a really good feature on audio. You can almost let, just get away with without an extra microphone. So how, what are you going to pay attention? So for instance, if you're out outdoor, try to shoot something, make sure your background is, doesn't have like a water, like a playground full of water. Or sometimes you see a very nice fountain. But if you just shoot a video next to fountain, the water sound is so loud. You'll regret to have that. And then make sure at home when you shoot something, like I turn off my air conditioner yeah, or fan. So these kind of things, you'll be careful. And I put a note on my door. I live in New York City, the apartment. I said, do not buzz the door. Live streaming going on. Yeah. So all of these is has to do with audio. Uh, if, yeah, if your audio is bad, and then you have no video. Now, I also suggest you can use some music to cover up. When, when say if you have a monologue, a bunch of, like clips, 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 you have a bunch of things you can talk about, you know, instead of, instead of explain what's going on, you can use one music to tie the whole, say, six or seven little clips. And, and music can really solve some of the audio imperfectionism. Yeah, I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Absolutely. And also for editing on the phone, like for me, I would suggest to the audience to use CapCut. I love using CapCut to edit on my phone. So if, especially if you're going to create content for TikTok, they are partnered up together. So TikTok doesn't mind if you're using CapCut, but now if you're using it for Instagram or you're using it for Facebook, it's better to edit just organically natively within the app itself because they don't really prefer that as much. And sometimes your reach can be lower because you're using that. But in general, CapCut is amazing. But what I realized recently that I didn't know is CapCut is also available on desktop. And I didn't realize that until recently when I was like starting my channel. I was like, oh, what do I want to use to edit the videos? I'm going to use what I have or whatever. But it's like when you go on and you look at CapCut on the desktop and maybe I'll share my screen and show I'm going to share because I want to show like people there's so many features on this with CapCut. I'm sharing my screen. Okay, I'm going to go back to like the main thing to the home page so I can show mm -hmm. people. Can you see my screen? Yes. Okay. So this is like the desktop version of CapCut. So What's interesting is, you know, they have like, you can create a new video, ad script, they even have magic tools. So if you click on magic tools, they have all of these different features. You can remove the background, you can get a script for your TikTok videos, you can get an image upscaler, all of these things. And you can do it on desktop, which is really cool because I didn't even know that they had that. They also have templates. So look at all these pre-made templates that people can pick from. And they can choose. So CapCut is amazing. And it tells you even if you want it for TikTok, you want it with effects, you want it something like more business. Like if I click on business, you can see it's more like small business, yoga studios, things like that. So, I mean, I think that's really great that they have created that. I didn't even know about that. So every time I discover something new, I really love that. So I have a question for you, Ching. Are you incorporating or using any kind of AI into your content creation process for anything that you're creating, even if it's not YouTube related, but are you using AI? Yeah, very good question. I know you're quite knowledgeable about this AI thing. I slowly, slowly kind of adapted a little bit, I would say. So I was writing a grant 
and there's just a lot of components. So I would just type it, you know, go to chat chat GPT and ask questions. I say how to write a treatment for my film, you know, and then they just gave me a whole list of like 500 words spit out, tell me what to do, you know. So it's an area I wanted to explore, especially. For me, I'm not a native English speaker, and so for me, when I write something, probably if I show to my son, he will criticize me. But I probably will show to ChatGPT. <laughs> ChatGPT is not going to criticize me. Probably give me a little better version. But on the other hand, I have mixed feeling about that. And in terms of creativity, you know, do I encouraging that kind of work ethic, or do I become more? Forward thinking, and because we cannot ignore the force of AI is coming, whether we want or not. It's here to stay. It's here to stay. But I think what I always like to tell people is, you know, don't use it just alone, but basically put your own human intelligence into it, put your own creativity into it, because whatever you put into it, that's what you're going to get out of it. But don't just take whatever ChatGPT gives you and then copy and paste it and slap it into. On a website blog or into even your, you know, YouTube script. I mean, even for like the YouTube videos, people can create the entire script using ChatGPT. They can go to ChatGPT. They can say, "Please create a video script about a video that's going to be five minutes long," and then tell them what it's about. It will give you the entire script. It will even tell you what transitions you can put in there, when to cut the scene, everything. And I think for people that are new content creators that are not that experienced, I think it can really help them. It can streamline their process now, where it's like now we're looking at a time where they even have the app for you know an app for ChatGPT. They download it on their phone. Then they have iMovie. They have all the tools necessary there. To just get on their phone and create content, or go out into you know the city and go to the park and go to places and just create content. And sometimes you just don't know what's going to come in handy, so you can just film. Like if you see something interesting, you know you film clips and stuff because you never know that clip might be something you can use for one of your videos or one of your reels. So I like that idea too.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Is there anything else that we didn't cover that you'd like to go over before we wrap up? No, we cover a lot, and I would welcome people to come. You and I, we met on Clubhouse, and I really like Clubhouse. And a lot of people, unfortunately, do not know. I ask my friends or people I met for a long time ago, or people I met new, and they, most of them, they don't know. And、uh, yeah, I have a clubhouse. I've been hosting clubhouse, a house called Smartphone Video Production for 120 weeks nonstop. Every Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern Time, we get together for about two hours. Oh, sometimes six hours <laughs> depends. I've been to those rooms, and that's how we met. You know, I've been to your rooms, and you know the information you share in there and the knowledge—it's so fascinating and interesting. And I think because it's not a topic that I see too many people actually talking about on Clubhouse. So also make sure that you send me the link to your house if you you turned it into a house there, so that if people want to like join your house and come and join us all on Clubhouse and you know gather there with us, I'm on there too. I should probably put my link in the. Show notes as well. People can follow us both there. But this has been great, and we'll definitely link your film so the audience can check it out. And thank you so much for being a guest on the Mesmerizing Marketing Podcast. Thank you for having me, Dimple. I look forward to seeing you and always listening. I I already listened to some of your podcasts. 
wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Mesmerizing Marketing Podcast. If you found this episode valuable, please subscribe to the show so you don't ever miss an episode and also share it with your friends. Dimple would be so grateful if you could take a minute to leave a review and visit the podcast website to check out all the latest episodes at www.mesmerizingmarketingpodcast.com. That's www.mesmerizingmarketingpodcast.com. And follow Dimple on Clubhouse. Her handle is Marketing Expert. And also join her Mesmerizing Marketing Club, also on Clubhouse, for live rooms on top marketing strategies for entrepreneurs and business owners who want to mesmerize their marketing. 